Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Father, I just thank you for this day. This is the day that you've made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord, for your love for mankind. That you sent your son to die for us. We bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What is the message of Christmas? Well, obviously, it's the birth of Jesus. It's about the Messiah coming into the earth. It's about Jesus being made in the likeness of men. That wonderful scripture in Isaiah chapter 7 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. God with us. But I want to just go just a little bit further and talk about some other factors and some other aspects of the Christmas message. It's a message that encompasses the love of God, the sacrificial giving of God. God held back nothing. He gave, he gave whatever was needed in order for mankind to be redeemed. It's a message of the sovereignty of God, the surrender of God. To the, it's surrendered to the will of God. And it's a message of seeking and finding God. So I just want to touch on those just for a few minutes then we'll go drink some coffee and have some refreshments. The message of Christmas is a message of the love of God. The most, probably the most well-known scripture in all the Bible is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. The love of God. God saw that we were hopelessly lost. That man could no longer, could not redeem himself. He couldn't, he couldn't earn heaven. There's only one way for man to be redeemed. And that was the Redeemer had to come as a man. See, in the book of Genesis, God gave authority on the earth to man. A man lost it, so a man was going to have to get it back. Because men, the man has authority, has given the authority on the earth. So Jesus had to come as a man. But he couldn't come as a, as a natural born man because of the sin of Adam. The seed, the sin, the sin seed, you might say, is passed on through the man. Yeah, you ever notice it's never, it's never called the sin of Eve. The Bible says Eve was deceived. It's always called the sin of Adam. And through the, through the man, that sin seed is passed on to every human being that comes to you. And, we, and at some point in your life, it, 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 takes fruit, it takes root and it blossoms. And it, the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7, I was alive once without the law. When the, when the commandment came, sin became alive and I died. So Paul said, when I was young, when I was just a child, when I was a babe, I was alive. I was spiritually alive to God. But when I, was, when I became old enough to understand what the commandment was, I realized I was a sinner. I, the, the sin revived. It came alive and I died. He didn't die physically. He died spiritually. So all, all human beings born of a natural father, a natural mother died. So Jesus had to come. So he came and he had a natural mother, but he didn't have a natural, he had, didn't have a natural father. 
She was, and I, I, if I was the devil, I'd be freaked out. For thousands of years, everybody was under my control. All of a sudden, here's somebody standing outside, no sin, walking pure and holy, sinless on the earth. I, I, hope, I, hope, he, I hope he'd laid awake at bed at night, not able to sleep, saying, oh, boy, I'm in trouble now. And he was. And he still is. I could have got an amen on that. Only God could come as a sacrifice to redeem mankind. You know, I was thinking of that scripture in Isaiah chapter chapter 9 and verse 6 where it says, For unto us, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And I was thinking of that scripture in John. So, so for God so loved the world that he gave. A son was born. I mean, a child was born, but a son was given. Given to be the sacrifice of the world. He, you know, he came to die. That's what he came for. I mean, we saw, Christmas, I don't, I don't put a damper on Christmas. Christmas is a wonderful time. So it's a time of celebration that Jesus came. But you understand, he came to die. He came to give himself to the will of the Father. It's, it's, it's a message of sacrificial giving. God holding back nothing but giving whatever was needed in order for mankind to be saved, to be redeemed, to be brought back into fellowship with him so he could spend eternity with them in heaven. God doing whatever was necessary, not holding back. God, never, God would never have said, that's too high a price. I can't, I can't go there. I can't do it. The Bible says, but God, in Ephesians chapter 2, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. That's, it's, it's, it's an unbounding love. It's more than we can comprehend. In First John, it says, And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and set his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Propitiation is a big Bible word. It means the satisfaction. He sent his son to be the satis- His offering was satisfied the demands of justice, and our sin could be forgiven. The Christmas message is a message of the sovereignty of God. I, <clears throat> I'm not going to say too much about it. This is a sticky subject because I've heard so many times over the years people, people who are fighting against God, who don't want to surrender to God, they always come around and they say, well, if God was really God, why is there so much evil on the earth? If God was really all-powerful, why is there wars? Why is there, why is there all this stuff? I said, well, if God is all-powerful, why does he make you go to church and give tithes? And they, they get their eyes kind of bug out. <laughs> they realize, yes, God is sovereign, but he also gives man free will. But there seems to be, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into this, but to me, this is just me, there seems to be a limit. It's like God will allow things to go so far, and then he'd, then he'd say, no, I'm coming in, I'm, I'm, I'm invading, I'm changing. Like in the days of no. In the days of Noah, the earth was totally corrupt. God said, I'm coming. I'm coming, I'm coming to, to do away with that and start over again. With Sodom and Gomorrah, when evil gets to a point, God says, that's it. I've, you've exceeded the limit. I'm coming in. I'm doing something about it. But he is still he's sovereign. But he, and the Bible says when Jesus came, it says in the fullness of time, God came. I often wondered, why not 500 years earlier? Why not 1,000 years earlier? 
Why not 500 years later? Why not 1,000 years later? God came at that time. I know I've heard other people say, well, there was what they call the Pax Romana. The world was at peace because the Roman Empire had conquered. You could travel. You could go here and there. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But I know this was the perfect time. And Jesus came just when he, when he should, when people would receive him. And he could start a new race of people, the born-again people. But the coming of John the Baptist, the conception of the womb, the womb of Mary, a declaration of a declaration of a census by a pagan king, the emergence of a star in the east, all these things began to take place. And God and there was it was gonna happen, there was no way to stop it. The message of Christmas is a message of surrendering to the will of God. Jesus, allowing himself to be born as a human being, in human flesh, subjecting himself to all the limitations and frailties, hunger, fatigue, thirst, pain, temptation, suffering it all, knowing uh, that a horrific death awaited him, and yet he gladly came and lived for us. In John chapter 12, after, shortly after he f made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, he was teaching in the temple. He said, And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. That's an amazing scripture. Jesus knew his destiny. He knew I had come, but for this purpose I came for this hour. I came to die to save mankind. It's my destiny, and I'll walk in it. During his whole life, he remained totally surrendered to the Father. He only did what he saw the Father do. He only said what he saw the Father say. His complete and total surrender culminated in the garden when he said, Father, if it, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as your will be done. So it's a message of the Son of God surrendering to himself to the will of the Father, humbling himself and becoming obedient to death. The Bible says, even death on the cross. And that's a message that I take to heart. I want to be surrendered to the will of God for my life. It's also about others surrendering their lives to the purpose and plan of God, allowing God to intervene and take them to their destinies. Zachariah and Elizabeth, Joseph and Mary, shepherds, magi, they were all going along just their daily routine and God came. And suddenly they were, their lives were suddenly and dramatically changed. Peter and Andrew, James, John, Matthew, and all the apostles. When Jesus came, the Bible says they left everything and followed him. If we're going to give birth to what God wants to do in our lives, we're going to have to allow him to intervene in our lives as well. Follow his leading, his direction into something new and wonderful. It's called trusting in God. We need to trust God just like they just like those people back in, in Jesus' day trusted him. And that's a scary thing because it means we're no longer in control. We want to be in control because that's where it's comfortable. The changes God wants to bring in all of us can range from something very minor to very, to very dramatic. And we, can and, and we can be resistant to change 
because we're comfortable from where, where we are. We don't feel capable. We don't feel qualified. So we resist. But I just want to encourage you today. Live your life for God. Trust God. Sometimes God wants to take us out of our comfort zones, change our plans, take us into a different direction. The question is, will we let him? I, one of my foundational scriptures that always operates in my life is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, where the Apostle Paul said, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Don't be afraid to trust God. Don't be afraid to surrender to him. He'll Remember, he loves you. He only wants the best for you. And wherever he takes you will be exactly what you need and exactly what will be the best for you. And finally, the message of Christmas is a message of Jews and Gentiles seeking and finding God. You know the story in Luke chapter 2. In Luke 2.15 it says, When the angels, the angels came and announced the birth of Jesus, when the angels had gone away from them, from the shepherds, into heaven the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem them and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. You know, I like that because they didn't say, Wow, that was something. And they just stayed where they were. They said, hey, let's go find out what's going on. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this Christ. And all who heard and wondered the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, just as it had been told them. They left their flocks. To me, it's, this is a type, a type of you and I living our daily lives, raising families, paying bills, shopping, doing wash, do whatever we need to do to make life happen. If we're going to see and hear, we have to take some time, put aside the things of the world, and go and find him. Like Jeremiah said in Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, you'll, you'll seek Jesus. God said in Jeremiah, you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You have to, you have to stop what you're doing and go, go search for him, and you'll find him. They heard the good news, the shepherds, but just hearing wasn't enough. They had to act on what they heard. So they went away and they found him. And because they found him, just when they came back, they were glorifying God for all they had seen and heard. And we, when, we, when we seek God, the day will come where you'll be glorifying God for what you've seen and what you've heard. And in Matthew chapter 2, wise men coming from the east, Jews and Gentiles seeking God. We can, I don't know if we can understand or if I can grasp how difficult the journey was. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't paved highways. There wasn't gas stations, there wasn't motels, there wasn't McDonald's. They just had to make their way. They traveled for months and months. And they had to leave the comforts of their home. They had no idea how far they had to go or when it would be over. But they continued to seek him because they wanted to, to find him. 
and Jesus was born and living on the earth, but only a few found him. The only ones that found him are the ones who were looking for him. It's the same for us today. At Christmas, you often see this saying, wise men still seek him, and that's the truth. So I just want to encourage you today to be a seeker of God. Like the shepherds, like the wise men. Don't stop until you find him. Press in. Go after him. Seek him with all your heart. Let him come into your life and lead you and guide you. Just remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Amen. Father, we're so grateful that we have found you. That you found us, Lord. Because you said, Jesus said, no man comes to me unless the Father draws him. Thank you for drawing us, Lord. For coming into our lives. For saving us. For changing us. For making us new. We'll be eternally grateful as we sit in your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.